right, we're back for a chat. We have got Trish Gumby. This is, I think, the third time, Trish, that you've stopped by. Does that sound right? That sounds right. I think so. So Trish uh, is the Democratic nominee in Missouri's second district for Congress and uh, has been running a, a hell of a campaign out there. Uh, they changed the lines on her. They, they're trying to make it as difficult as possible to uh, take this seat from Ann Wagner. But, uh, you know... That, that's why Trish got the nomination, because she's tough. She's a fighter. Uh, we don't use video. I kind of wish we were for this one, not for me, because then I would have had to uh, take care of myself today. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I was just commenting before we started recording that, Trish, you, I could, if you told me that you'd been running a race for Congress for the last however many months, I would not believe you. Uh, you know, you, you look like you've, you've, you're just ready to rock and roll. And we're recording this late in the evening, and you look like you're ready to rock. Fresh as a daisy. <laughs> <laughs> and I come from door knocking. Yeah. I end many evenings door knocking after I've been on the phones and in meetings. And so uh, got to do that tonight and grabbed a bite to eat. And here we are. What's the secret for you? What's the what's the magic sauce that that keeps the feet moving forward right now? Just believing in what we're running with the yeah. campaign we're running and believing and knowing that um, there's a better way. And I am that way. So that's what we got going. <laughs> so uh, no debate, I take it, that that never materialized? Not to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine that your opponent would have desired to have done that, prepared for that. But uh, um, so you're out knocking doors. We talked some last time. Winds have shifted a little bit since the last time we have talked. Um, there's There's some, you know, Call it hope, call it momentum, call it what you want. Uh, numbers look a little better. Approval rating for the president's a little better. Gas prices are a little better. Um, you know, are you are you feeling that out on the trail? Are you feeling that as you're going door to door right now? I, I personally am. I would say my team is as well. I mean, we are talking to persuadable voters now and people who may lean more Republican. But um, that does not mean we stop having those conversations, because as I've said before, my my state house district's a 50-50 district. I believe the newly drawn second really is more of a 50-50 district. And yeah. whether we've talked to voters in Maplewood, Maryland Heights, Oakville, Union or Warrington, we're hearing many of the same things. And people, first of all, want to be heard. Yeah. Uh, many of them have never had a candidate on their doorstep. And, um, and that means something. And what I tell all voters is that um, no matter what your party, um, I've made the effort to come out here and talk to you and to hear what's important to you and know that Ann Wagner will not do that because yeah. I live five minutes from her office, have not seen her in the district or out in the community in 10 years. And if you yeah. think she's going to drive 45 minutes west to talk to folks, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I have to imagine that that makes a huge difference. Uh, I know that that's, you know, we can tweet, we can post, we can, you know, do podcasts. And, you know, these are great because you we can talk to lots of folks and that's wonderful. But the the, the face to face stuff has got to mean something to the people that you're talking with. It does. And it 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 really I mean, obviously, you want your your base Democrats to be excited um, and to be inspired and right. to volunteer and donate and all that good stuff. But equally important is you want to win over uh, independence, and that base is growing where people are 
you know, dissatisfied with the politis politi I can't say that word. The nobody can <laughs> politicization. <laughs> yeah, that, that used to be a running that joke word. on the show, actually. Right. Just yeah. <laughs> people don't like that. And so many people, I mean, I've had a lot of people who have said, you know what, I'm voting based on candidate, not voting based on party. Uh, so that that base is growing. But then I've had moderate Republicans who come to me and say, you know what, um, I'm a moderate Republican, um, but I, I am disillusioned with my party. I think that makes me a Democrat. Yeah. And so if you were not having those conversations or making that effort, um, you would know that and they would know that you're there for them as well. So that's why it's so important. Well, it's, I would imagine, too, it helps, uh, you know. We, we talked about branding before and it's always a big issue with this stuff where, you know, if you go to the cereal aisle and you see the name brand cereals, you kind of think, you know, what you're going to get. And, you know, you, it's a little older in life when you realize that that bag of cereal is actually a way better option, but you got to <laughs> try it and you got to see it and you got to try it for the first time before you do that. And it's kind of, you know, not that you're a bag of cereal, but you know, the, the going door to door sort of, sort of does that right where why if they don't know right if you've never tasted whatever the multi-meal version of fruit loops is you might not know that it actually oh i actually like this better but i didn't know that because i just knew this this big label this advertising label and that's what i had been buying all this time instead of actually testing the product and seeing what the product actually is and i i have to imagine that that makes a huge impact is is seeing you flesh and bones, right? And seeing that you're not what is being sold, you know, if they're a Fox News household, you ain't what's been, you know, what's been being sold. Right. No. And, and that's, I think that's why this is so important. I mean, I was talking to a gentleman in Sullivan who was clearly just as our conversation got going, he was clearly a Republican and he would throw something out there and I'd come back and it was kind of a point counterpoint. Mm -hmm. And after a while, I said, you know, sir, I appreciate, you know, sparring with you. I don't know that we're going to agree on a lot of things, but here's what I want you to know. Has Ann Wagner ever come to your door? Do you think she will come to your door? Um, you know, that has to count for something because much of what we do in this job is nonpartisan. Right. You know, when you're helping people with certain um, issues, uh, certain services that they may need, you don't ask what party they're in. Right. And he said, you know what? I, I, I hadn't really thought about it that way. Um, and by the end of the conversation, he said, you know, I think I'm going to vote for you. And that's one of the things we talk about is in the last 10 years, we are paying somebody $174,000 a year plus benefits. Right. And I ex have an expectation of what I should get with my tax dollars. So am I going to utilize you or need, need you to help me with something? Am I going to see you out in the community? Um, are you going to be walking around, just trying to have a connection, you know, connect right. to voters. And when I ask people, you know, have you seen any of these things materialize in the last 10 years? Don't you think that that's something we should all be, you know, observant of and, and be aware of? And most people say, no, I, I hadn't thought about it that way. I can't think of anything that Ann Wagner has done or brought to the district. Um, and let me have that literature. I'm going to find out more about you. I had a guy at a parade in Eureka who yelled at me, why should I vote for you? <laughs> And so I went over it's a great and I time said, to have a good long conversation. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I went over and I said, what's Ann Wagner done for you in the last 10 years? And his comment was, who's Ann Wagner? There you go. So I'm just telling people, 
you might be used to things. You know, the bar is very low, apparently. But I'm telling you, there's a better way. Um, I am that path. And and I believe that um, policy aside, you know, we will provide better services and we will be out in the community. I mean, that's how you bring together divisive groups. Um, You have these conversations. You're out there supporting, you know, whether it be in a parade or a festival or a a school or whatever. The only time I see her is in a boardroom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just don't see her out in the community. And I just think that that's a critical part of, of being a public servant. Yeah. I mean, what an interesting way to look at it. And I hadn't, that's the, this is the first time I've taken that particular angle, but I'm, I'm going to run with it. Uh, in 10 years, if you include the benefits, you're talking about easy. I mean, it, it probably much higher, but easy over $2 million that you've effectively given this person, what are you getting for your $2 million? If I told you right now, you're going to give me $2 million for the next 10 years. What do you want from me? What do you expect from me? And I bet the answer is to at the very least know who you are. (laughs) That would be a starting point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, this is, I mean, Congress right now, you know, is one of, out of institutions that have, you know, folks have weighed in on. It's one of the lowest performing institutions Right. in our nation. Something like a 10% approval rate on average. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and there's a I mean, there's a reason for that. I mean, you get in office, you apparently don't have to work very hard. Right. And people don't know what you're doing. Right. And even when they do, you know, I've had people email me or hand me notes at bar, board of aldermen meetings saying, "I have reached out to her office. I'm trying to get help on uh, a visa for a family member. I'm trying, you know, all these sorts of things. Can you please help me?" Her office won't respond. And I say, you know, I can't help you. I'm a state legislator. This is a federal issue. And I refer them to our U.S. Senator's office. So that has happened uh, for visa. I've had I had a Ukrainian American woman literally come to me crying. I went to a Ukrainian festival or a rally um, after the war in Ukraine had started back in, um, you know, the spring Mm -hmm. in St. Charles. I had a woman come up to me and say, I'm trying to get my family members out of Ukraine her office will not return my calls. Can you please help me? Yeah. I mean, these are things that I have lived unsolicited. And I have to believe that there are more of those out there, but those are just the ones I know of. And so um, that's what I I promise to bring back to this district is at least you'll know who I am. Yeah. And I would hope that my office will be of service to you. So as folks are out there talking with, you know, friends and family and 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 just trying to get everybody they can to vote and, and to vote for somebody, what is the issue or issues? You know, is there a handful of things that, as you're talking to folks, are obviously and clearly animating people right now? We are leading with her inaccessibility and, you know, how she's not accountable. But yeah. beyond that, we are also focused on um, the ruling of Roe v. Wade, the overturning of that, uh, her subsequent vote against access to birth control, yeah. which makes absolute no sense. And um, the fact that she really is not a moderate Republican, she's really um, her views align more with the extremist portion of her party. And so that's what we're talking to, to voters with, you know, about. I never thought really as a candidate that I would be lead, you know, leading conversations on reproductive choice. Right. But but I am. I mean, you know, certainly I, as a 62 year old woman, have fewer rights than I did when I moved into the district as a teenager. And I had conversations about that tonight with people and they, they just nodded. I had somebody in Warrington just, I was trying to explain to her that she's in a different congressional district now because many people don't even know who Ann is because they're in 
the third. Sure, they've been in a different district for a long time. Right. And I was trying to just kind of, you know, give them that sense of, you know, the district. And they just, this woman stopped me in Warrington. She said, I really don't care about that. Are you pro-choice? So that issue, certainly for the uh, half the population, uh, is huge. I've already had people who have had um, birth control needs not being able to be met here in the state of Missouri. They've had to go to Illinois. I've already heard of people in emergency rooms with ectopic pregnancies. I mean, we are going to start seeing um, maternal deaths. Yeah. People dramatically. So we just affected. saw a story today. We're, we're recording this on the nineteenth, but I just saw a story today about a woman who uh, had it was having a miscarriage. They knew she was having a miscarriage, and they said no, like we can't do anything right now. And it had to get to the point where it was extremely dangerous before any medical care was administered even though the outcome was known, like if this was not like this, this, this baby was not going to survive, right? It was, it was, that was known. So they weren't changing the outcome of anything at that point in time. They were just delaying the care for the purposes of delaying the care. And it became dangerous at that point. Right. And that's what's happening. I mean, you're going to see people, you know, physicians take an oath of, of do no harm. And yet they're putting them, you know, the law has put them in a situation where, um, for some individuals, that's going to happen. And then, you know, in the future, they may not be able to, to you know, carry a baby. So right. it's right. it's just, um, you know. Which is incredibly it, it, counterintuitive to the entire yeah. idea of being pro-life, to, to, to put it in that kind of a. Right. I saw a tweet from the other day where you had this, you know, one pro-choice enough said, two, it's not much, but here's 20 bucks, you're earning your lunch. And, and three, <laughs> how do you remember that Trish lady's sign? She's actually here. Yes. Uh, how much, you know, we talked about a little bit, you know, meeting people face to face, but how, really how much does that animate people? And, you know, cause I imagine you get that a lot where one, whether it's the husband or the wife that are supporting you and the other one that maybe they have, you know, there's plenty of split households in Missouri. And are you, are you seeing that exact thing? Hey folks, Adam Summer here. Just wanted to remind you, you can get signed up for, our Patreon. You can get links to all of our shows, information about our hosts and what we do over at heartlandpod.com. Sign up for our Patreon. You get extra episodes, extra access. You can also follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and of course on Twitter. We love to interact over there with at the heartland pod on Twitter. Just search for us and find the three leaves. Any place you find podcasts or social media will be there. Give us a rating if you can. Five stars. Really appreciate it. And now let's get back to the show. You know, I've seen a little bit of it, but to be honest, I mean, I'm seeing more and more um, tonight. In fact, I've already had people say um, they don't realize it's me, (laughs) but they say things like I've already voted for her. And then I say, (laughs) I'm the her. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you're Trish. I had many people tonight open the door that said, I've already I'm you got me. Go on. Talk to somebody else. You don't need to convince me. Um, I think the with the election law changing and the two weeks of no excuse absentee voting right. with a non-expired, non, you know, expired government issued photo ID. I think we're going to start hearing more of that where people are voting, you know, ahead of time um, and just paying attention to the race. I mean, certainly there were some folks tonight. I said, you know, are you following this election? And they said, you know, sort of. And so I'm happy to share with them, you know, why I think I'm the best candidate. But, you know, many people are very savvy, paying attention and, uh, 
you know, it's just up to us as a candidate to inspire them and get them number one to either perhaps volunteer and help me win or obviously to get them out to vote because we want to see huge turnout. I mean, right. this is, to me, this is a, uh, really a reckoning. Yeah, it does feel like one of those elections. I have been tempering expectations for folks because I am worried about letdown. I'm very worried about letdown if, if people have too high of expectations of what's going to happen uh, because there's another election. Uh, very, you know, there are spring yeah. elections and then there's going to be a 2020. So I have that worry right now as sort of a, a bigger picture thing. But at the same time, as somebody who, you know, looks at and analyzes politics and does this kind of thing. I also know that transformative elections often aren't seen until they happen, right? The, the unexpected returns are unexpected returns for a reason. And those big shift momentum changes a lot of times don't show up until the last five days or even, you know, right at the time of the vote. Mm -hmm. And it's the people like you on the ground who say, this feels different. You've run for office before. Does this feel different than when before when you've run? I mean, I would say so. I think um, I think people, you know, there's other things at stake here. I, I and I don't say this lightly. I really feel like our democracy is at stake. Yeah. I think the idea that if the Supreme Court throws um, a lot of this election legislation back to states, you know, Missouri is not a model <laughs> for that happening. Right, I mean, right. it's we're going to make it harder for people to vote. We're going to make it. We're going to take away the ballot initiative process that has, you know, advanced so much in our state because legislator legislators have just not done their job. So um, and the idea, the discussion about fraud and, and all of that stuff, it's just unfounded. It's not accurate. You know, I tell people, contact your election authorities, that group. I don't care whether you're, you're in a red state, you're in a blue state. It's a very tight group of individuals yeah. who have who have specialized skills to run elections. And in 2020, they certified the election, the secretaries of state and all those states certified the election and the right. courts agreed. And so this, this resounding fraud, integrity, all that business, it's only done to uh, chip away and to cause people, you know, you know, pause and to think, oh, maybe this is really a thing. It's not a thing but I really worry about what could happen. And the fact that out of all the ballots out there in play here in the United States, 60% of them have an election denier on the ballot. Yeah. If those individuals and some will get into office, obviously the, you know, just law of averages, um, they're going to get in into office. What happens when that happens? And then truly, you know, when we look ahead to 2024, um, it's really troubling. It's really troubling. Yeah. So we will, uh, uh, this is going to come out on the 25th. So your most recent uh, canvassing schedule that's out right now goes up to the end of the 24th. I assume there's going to be stuff right up to the day of the vote uh, that people can find. Uh, we, you've got Twitter with at Trish Fermo, Facebook, the website. Are there other ways folks can get a hold of you guys to know what's going on? I would just encourage people, go to trishgunby.com. Uh, click on get involved. And if you click on events, all of our events are on a, a platform called mobilize. And so whether you want to door knock phone bank, uh, whatever the case may be, we are out there almost, you know, weekly, every day of the week. I think we take Friday afternoons off. We mm -hmm. do give people a break, 
But we are, uh, you know, this week we're in Wildwood, we're in Lime, we're in Maryland Heights. I was in Kirkwood area tonight. Um, I'm going to be in St. Clair at a town hall on Monday. And that's the other thing we've done. We've done, this will be the sixth town hall I've done throughout the whole district, something that she hasn't done. And those have been well attended. And so I would just tell people, if you've been waiting, you can't wait. It's truly all hands on deck. What we tell people, Calvary's not coming, we're the Calvary. And so sign up to to volunteer. Uh, We will train you. We will partner you with somebody. We will give you a script. It's not scary. I've survived it for three years. I can literally (laughs) count on one hand the number of really negative interactions I've had. Most people are very much, you know, they may have an interaction, a little deeper conversation. Most people take the information, appreciate you being out there, and that's the end of it. Certainly as a candidate, I probably get deeper, you know, interactions. But that's what we need. I mean, nobody can be on the sidelines in this election. So sign up to help us. We will make it worth your while. That is how we win in Missouri. That is how we take back our state. No other way. Yeah, I think that's the magic and power of the face-to-face is regardless of how smart, you know, a tweet is or a Facebook post or whatever it is, the the ability to be combative and push back is so much easier, right, online, whereas in face-to-face, that human element, that human cost of the interaction, the stakes are higher because it's real. And so it makes people think a little bit harder. It makes people listen a little bit better uh, because you're not thinking you're not typing your reply, right? You're, you're engaged in that, in that conversation. How are those, those town halls, what kind of attendance, you know, you're saying they're well attended, but what kind of attendance is it? Is it just, uh, you know, I've been to, you know, candidate events where it's just people who are there to get their selfie with a candidate, Uh, (laughs) you know, but I imagine you're getting a a more in, 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 uh, now I'm doing the thing with the word, Uh, (laughs) a a crowd that's a little bit more uh, inquisitive. Yes. I mean, I would say they're very savvy and, um, you know, for some, maybe they want to meet me. Many of them, they already know me. They just, you know, are there to be supportive. They were not their campaign events to a degree, but they really are town halls. I, I want people who, if you may not be a Democrat or you've never voted for me to fo- before that you feel comfortable, I don't want you to feel like, you know, you're going to be attacked in any way because that's not really the the focus, the focus is to introduce me, compare myself to my opponent and talk about things that I think are important. And then more importantly, most importantly, is to hear back from those in attendance as to what's important to them. And so we've had some, I mean, I would say they averaged last night or this past Monday, we were um, across, across from Grant's farm at the library there. And we had 35 people in attendance. I think in Baldwin, we had 40, we had about 35 at, uh, um, in Oakville, we had um, close to 20 in, in St. Charles. And so, and, you know, I invite, I reach out to elected officials in those surrounding areas, the mayors, boards of aldermen, just to say, hey, come, this is going to be a campaign event. I know you're nonpartisan in terms of your office, but, um, you know, I'd love to meet you. And I've had conversations with those folks who have said, you know, we appreciate you just reaching out. I mean, so much of this is just... I can't, you know, it's just connecting. Right. I mean, that is really what is missing. We've all gotten in our, in our corners and we're talking to this, you know, everybody who agrees with us and that's just not working. And that, that would be something I would encourage folks is <clears throat> number one, 
you know, if you have the ability, and, and a lot of times you could do this, just go to your county government seat on a weekday and talk to a county commissioner and ask them what they need from a, a person in Congress, because that's a relationship that's important uh, for your local, you know, resources. But number two, you know, you can take like this show with this interview with you and you may, you may have a family member who isn't going to make it out to an event, or maybe they don't live in a tighter part of town where it's easier to knock that door, text them the link to the show and say, Hey, this is Trish. This is the person that, that I'm supporting. Here you go. You can talk to her here. Um, and, and I imagine that would, that would help uh, quite a bit to, to, to help folks have that conversation. Um, have you had a moment that stands out right now? Is there something that, you know, just of, of everything you've experienced, you just keep coming back to that one moment and going, that's why I'm out here. Yeah. Before I answer that question, know that we live stream all of those, those town halls. So people oh, excellent. Can, they can go back to, and look at our video, you know, catalog and, and see those. The other thing is I have, we're on a platform called Rept. And if people want to ask me questions, um, I will respond with a video response to their questions. So that's something else if they can't attend, you know, we do that sort of personal response. I will say, you know, in the last year, I attended three rallies that were organized by high school students mm. after Roe v. Wade was overturned. One in St. Charles, one in O'Fallon, and one in Ellisville. And those would likely be considered, you know, more leaning, perhaps Republican areas. Sure. But I will tell you, and these were individuals who organized it, but cannot vote. And to me, that um, seeing that generation, you know, stand up and say, this is not OK. You know, you're, you're talking about my future. Um, that to me was so powerful and hearing all of those young people talk about how this was going to impact them and what needed to be done and how they were trying to engage their parents and their grandparents. Um, that's why I'm so hopeful about what's um, coming. Um, yeah. Whatever happens right now, I know that what's coming is going to put us on the right course. My hope is that that happens sooner rather than, you know, down the road. Because I want to leave, you know, certainly this district uh, in, in good hands and, and I want it to be a place that people, frankly, want to live in. Because yeah. we're, we really have legislation on the books now that young people don't want to stay in our state and raise a family. And so um, if we lose another congressional seat in the next 10 years because of this type of legislation, um, you know, that's not acceptable. So yeah. I would say that just seeing how young people have gotten involved in, in not only my race, but so many other races. Um, they are way ahead of the game, certainly than when I was their age. So that is inspiring to me. How do I, if I want to send somebody uh, the link to, to go and watch one of your town halls, you mentioned a platform. How do I get to that platform? You can go on my, my Facebook page and click on the videos. Um, they would be you know, cataloged there okay. from the, the various town halls. So, so you'd be able to, to see it in that way. There you go. Nice and easy. Well, Trish Gunby at Trish from on Twitter, find her on Facebook and uh, check out Trish Gunby, G U N B Y Gunby.com. And uh, 
Best of luck, home stretch. We'll be uh, rooting you on here from from the pod, and uh, yeah, we just we're very excited to see what happens. So well, as am I, and uh, I believe there's a path to beating Ann. I believe that from the moment I announced. Uh, we just need everybody on board to help us in that effort, and uh, obviously get out and vote. Absolutely. The Heartland Pod is a production of Midmap Media, LLC. Follow us on Twitter with at the Heartland Pod. With email, you can reach us, heartlandpod2020 at gmail.com. Online with heartlandpod.com. Subscribe and please sign up for our Patreon with patreon.com slash heartlandpod. Become a podhead or an official podgressive today and unlock all of our content. See you at the next show.